Welcome everyone. This is week nine already. Week nine. Um, week nine power rankings here. Commission Saturday afternoon. Great, great afternoon. Um, bumfuck uh, Trump is taking his broke ass home, and uh, we're gonna have a new president here in about two, two and a half months. So, um, pretty exciting day, obviously for a lot of us. Um, sorry if you voted for Trump or really felt strongly for him. I want him in office. I'm not sure if this is anyone in the league, but hopefully uh, America will be a better place because of it and we can move on. Enough of my politics bullshit. Let's get into the fun stuff. Um, let's talk some fantasy football here. Um, it's been uh, quite quite the last couple weeks. Um, you know, I apologize for the lack of consistent podcasts or anything else. And obviously this has been a year unlike any other. Um, but decent amount of trades as the trade deadline passed on Wednesday. Um, a lot of teams kind of taking the direction of tanking, um, which is completely okay. I feel like the last three or four years, we've either had a really close league where no one's really tanked at all, and there has been a very active trade deadline. And then I think this year and a couple other years, there, there's been teams that have um, sold out and teams that are loading up for the championship run. So it's an interesting year this year. Um, I think – the one caveat in the changes that I think we do need to decide on here in the next couple of weeks is what the payout structure looks like for the playoffs. Um, even though a lot of players are testing positive on NFL teams, um, we are approaching the playoffs. And um, the only thing we have to decide is how the $600 will be split up between whoever we want or however we want. So whether it's two teams, three teams, um, we can figure that out. The remaining uh, amount of money, obviously, is still going to the week with the high scores. So from weeks um, nine through 16, there's still seven more opportunities uh, to finish in the money weekly first or second. So, um, so a lot to be had. That's kind of an against my team a little bit. It's kind of why I made the trade with Spencer is push comes to shove. I feel like my roster can at least maybe get my money back finishing in the money one of the next two weeks or next seven weeks and, uh, carry on, um, with a minimal loss this year with, and just, start over from scratch next year with $200. So see how it goes. Let's get into the power rankings. But anyway, sorry, without saying getting in the power rankings, let's have a discussion here soon of what we want. Obviously, I know there's going to be some sort of a bias um, with people who are probably doing better, um, wanting, um, having an influence on what our payment structure is. I think because this year is different and only having $600 available, I'm fine with two people only getting paid out. I'm also fine with three people getting paid out. But if three people get paid out of water, sound the structure. Um, I don't think if you get third, you get your money back just because then you're just, we're looking at a tight budget to the winner in second place. So enough with that. Um, let's get into the power rankings. Number 12, Brennan. Um, I think the most, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'll throw myself on this pedestal right now. I think the most unlucky team this year, um, considering all of the injuries. Um, now Zeke is being out, kind of sucks. You, you <laughs> it Saquon obviously. Wait, he didn't have Saquon. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, Miles Sanders, Kenny Galladay, those guys. Now, I mean, they've been out for a while, but this team hasn't really like has had the potential just can't put it together and then the Dexter Williams injury on Thursday night after starting him really, really sucks. So, um, it's been tough. I wait a minute ago. I said he had Zeke and he's injured. He doesn't have Zeke anymore. That's funny. He traded him to Tom. I am losing my edge here so far. Anyways, 
This team is in 12th. Unlucky, most unlucky team this year. We should uh, increase our league fees to pay for a trophy for the most unluckiest team because I feel like Brennan's probably second or third time he's won this award, but it rings true. It sucks, but that's why he's last. Number 11, I have Omar. Um, Omar's actually, if you look at the money won this year, Omar's actually won $70, so I feel like he was hap- happy with just trading a lot of his players and punting for next year. Um, obviously only losing $80 of his league fee tentatively as we speak if we finish the full season. I feel like he's done as best as he could, um, so I don't mind his his strategy of just selling the farm uh, for next year. He's got a lot of decent options going into next draft. So, Otherwise, if you look at the team the rest of the year, it's uh, – it's not ideal. Um, he could make a comeback. I would put his odds at like 20% of making the playoffs, but I just don't see it. Um, he's got to make up a lot of ground next. He's basically has to win out in my eyes, I think, and scoring the top half most of those weeks in order to make the playoffs. So Omar is number 11. Number 10, I have Spencer. Same type of uh, mentality. Spencer, unfortunately, has not won any money this year, which is kind of crazy if you kind of think about having Kamara and Carson for that long, but never really getting a weekly high. I think it's just an indictment of the wide receiver situation on this team. Um, obviously, it, it really hasn't helped. Um, and Now he's traded away everyone, but he's acquired some keepers, especially in Taylor and Dobbins. They still could be decent. Um, but if you throw in the IU trade that what he got and getting Joe Burrow, I think uh, this team is really set for next year. Um, just like every other year, Spencer fades because he relies so much on rookie running backs and second year running backs. He gets so enthralled with them that he just focuses on the potential for next year. And then it never just seems to be. So it was a mirage. We were right. Spencer, um, it's going to miss the playoffs. I believe now six time in eight years in this league history. So really do hate to see it. Uh, people are questioning, questioning the heart and the loyalty of their fan base for that franchise. So it really, really sucks, but it just seems like Spencer's probably got the worst winning percentage in the history of this league. We should probably fact check that, but I'm sure I'm sure it's down there. Number nine I have is Niambu. It was an interesting trade, kind of at the deadline, giving away Kelsey to Doran, but I didn't mind it. Waller's actually still pretty damn valuable, but without Josh Allen, and obviously acquiring Josh Allen should solve the quarterback situation here. Um, Minshew out. Tua didn't really look great. Just seems like this team is just at any point could explode for the 50 point weekly high score. But, and yes, he is tied for six right now um, and in a playoff spot, but it's just, there's not star power here. And I don't think there's going to be star power. I think if you look at the other team that's competing for a playoff sport, play offs spot for, sorry guys, um, uh, half a bottle of wine deep and uh, a bowl of Keith. So if he wants to make the playoffs, he needs star power or his best players to show out for the rest of the season to outlast the other teams and their star players. So that's why I have Neambul at nine, but that's why he's also a two-time champion. He can pull shit out of his ass at any point and go on a run and win the championship. Number eight, I have coach. Um, I think you could talk about him. He might be the runner-up for the unluckiest, unluckiest owner with all the injuries he's, he's dealt with. Kenyon Drake's now out, obviously a Saquon. Um, however, he could also be the luckiest with his wide receiver situation and now Antonio Brown coming back and that draft pick paying off. So if you kind of look at what he drafted Antonio Brown for, 
$1. I mean, if he turns out to be decent, even if he doesn't re-sign Tampa Bay after this year, $5 with that potential. He's a league winner. Obviously, he won me the league a couple years ago, um, so I'm forever grateful for that. Um, I wish that Coughlin would have traded him to me, but we'll see. I think this team also needs a quarterback. I think it's can't really rely on Wentz and Cam Newton consistently for the next five or six weeks. So, I mean, there is a possibility to make the playoffs, and right now he's tied for that last spot. Um, and he has gotten lucky with Gronk the last couple of weeks at tight end, but we'll see. I'm still not a fan of it. Um, I can totally see him. He already has $50. I can totally see him maybe one more week getting into the money and salvaging his lost season. Number seven, I have me. Um, I decided after a week, instead of hunting, I get impatient, and I just wanted to get um get back into the thick of things and make fantasy relevant for me i really want to root for my team and want to root for a championship it'd be nice to be the first three-time champion in this league so once those competitive juices flowing and spencer and i were talking and actually it was pretty simple um i decided i wanted to go for it again and kind of go for a leafy high score and now that i have a much better roster than i had the rest of the season and if lamar jackson can do anything this year my team should be set to make a run for the playoffs, but right now it's just the way the points, um, the points in the standings are. I'm one point out, but um, that one point could be the difference between me making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Number six, you're probably thinking, if I'm looking at the standings, who am I missing? Big red dog, Kyle. Um, he he texted me earlier this week. He said they're on the rise. I do agree, um, and then obviously the big game by. Uh, Aaron, E-R-I-N, Rodgers, um, obviously helped out for a good head start this week. Um, but he just hasn't had the team like healthy all at the same time. And if you look at the running backs, it's it's incredible to have Dalvin, James Robinson, Chris Carson now, um, Austin Eckler. When all those guys get healthy, it could be it could be amazing. So this, this team has a running back depth to survive and also make a push as well, too. Let's not forget his wide receivers with Tyreek, Justin Jefferson, and Chris Godwin. So this this team, I think it's a playoff team. It's got to make a run. It's got to start scoring some points now and make up some ground. Kyle is two points out, but I think he should be able to make that up over the next five weeks in comparison to some of the other teams that it's in contention with. And if you look at it, Kyle has already made $100. He's actually made the most money in the league so far. So it's kind of crazy to think about why he's out of the playoffs, but that's the potential of this team. So. I wouldn't be shocked if even if Kyle makes the playoffs, he would already be breaking even and should be playing with house money at this point because um, house house money is what Lenny knows best. So number five I have is Tom. Um, I think the most consistent franchise over the last three years has been has been this team. And even though he struggled to get some wins early on in the season, he was on a tear of late. And then last week just put up an absolute dud. Now that Zeke is out, um, trying to think where he's going to get his be a second um, be a second running back, and Gaskins now on IR, so um, he's going to have to start Le'Veon Bell or Mike Davis, who are now the second, you know, and they're not startable fantasy players at the moment. So as long as Kyler keeps on doing his thing and Lockett can produce here and there, obviously this is a playoff team, but Tom might, yeah, I mean Tom, we'll see. It could fall out. I still see his team hanging on only because Kyler MVP has scored the most points per game in fantasy this year, and he's just been an absolute stud. He runs ball. He is RB1 in Arizona. Number four, I mean, the top four top four is clear to me. 
Um, I, as much as I would, you guys might disagree to put Dorn at number four. I'm actually putting Dave at number four, um, even though he's six and two, even though he's second in the standings with 18 points. Um, there's some issues on this team with injuries right now and with bye weeks, and it's going to be a tough matchup this week already up against Jesse. So, unless he puts some, some puts some some points and get salvages at least one point. Um, he has some issues. The running backs are injured. Obviously, Chubb is on IR. Um, Kittle is now on IR and probably out for the season, so that takes away the best tight end in the game. And Josh Jacobs is questionable. Crowder has been questionable. Um, so we'll see. Chubb needs to come back and turn back into an RB1 in order for him, in my eyes, with Mahomes um, and, that, and the wide receivers that he has in order to make a run this year. So I just see his team worse than the top three. Number three, I have Doran. Um, obviously finally got the trade to be able to upgrade his team. Um, he's at four and four, but he's fifth in the points standings, but I feel like it's only a matter of time before he starts to rise. Obviously the hasty start was not great this week, but, um, you couldn't expect Aaron Jones to, even though he only scored 10 points, it, it would have been a tough start anyways, but we'll see. Now Keenan Allen's questionable, but I really like this team. There's no holes in the entire lineup, so I, I do think Doran is a contender to win his second championship. Speaking of uh, already title winners, number two, number one, I both won a title. Number two I have is Jesse. I think with McCaffrey coming back this week, I'm extremely excited to see how this team does. He has Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian McCaffrey, which is just unbelievable. There's not as much depth as there are with Doran and with John, but um, I think this team will be able to survive and um, it's going to produce, especially if those three. I mean, he could get a consistent 90 to 100 points out of McCaffrey, Hopkins, and Adams almost every single week without needing any more points. So that's what's number two. Number one, I have the Molar Bros. Um, you look at this team, even though he's starting Wayne Gallman this week, and it's just been throwing running backs at the ceiling the last couple of weeks. Having DK Metcalf and Michael Thomas as your wide receivers is pretty incredible. Um, and obviously, Mixon and Hunt are both an op, um, whatever it's called, buys this week. So I also do appreciate the three defense. He has three roster spots dedicated to defenses. If you want to win the championship down the stretch, you can't be playing the waiver wire defenses but he is uh, playing right now as we speak which is kind of crazy to think about um playing the bills d over the bears d um and the bills <laughs> playing the seahawks so we'll see about that but as of right now number one molar bros keeping a brief here 15 minutes i know there's only a day left before week uh week nine starts you guys have a great weekend fuck donald trump <laughs>